This is The Drive with A.D. and Raph on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, everybody, we're back again. This is The Drive on 93.7 The Ticket. This segment is proudly sponsored by Florio's Italian Restaurant and Grill, just south of Lincoln Southwest on 14th and Pine Lake Road. Stop by for dinner Monday through Thursday from 4 to 9 p.m. or lunch and dinner Friday through Sunday. Friday and Saturday, they're open 11 to 10. Sunday, 11 to 9. They have pasta, seafood, steaks, chops, plus other great Italian dishes. And, of course, they've got Italian wines. So get by there. Great place, great food, great owner. Well, I think all those things you said above, I'm just not as hungry this morning because <laughs> Matthew. Matthew, Matthew came in and took care of that, man. Normally, like I said, I remember I walked in this morning, Rico, and Sip goes, just wait till you get in there. Just wait till you get in there. Sip, eight rafts goes, you're going to break the fast this morning. Fast broken. I seen that spread. I'm like, first of all, that'd be, I mean, you can't, cannot eat when a guy brings your food in like that. You, know, <laughs> you have to take care of business. Creme, creme brulee, French toast. Oh, my goodness. It was I've insane. never had a creme brulee, but I've had French toast. <sighs> mm. And, uh, and the biscuits That is gravy. the best French toast I've ever had. Absolutely ridiculous, man. Those eggs are so good. I was worried because he said goat cheese, and I was like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. So good. Coach Bush so is calling it the best breakfast he's ever had. In Coach his Bush lived life. all over that the country. That guy's been around. He's been around. He lived in the Bayou. Obviously, when he was at LSU, and you know they can make they can they can throw down down there. So it must be good. Again, big shout out to Matthew Nehe. Look him up online, social media. Matthew Nehe, N E H E Matthew Nehe, N E H E. Check him out, Instagram and Twitter, both. Brooks Kepka, uh, uh, his Twitter post was, I got five on it. <laughs> I got five on it. I got five on it. And you know, love him or hate him, I, I'm happy for the guy. Uh, like I said, he's kind of be a polarizing figure because I think more because of the media, because of himself, because the guy really doesn't say a whole lot, man. I mean, some people don't like when he just tells the truth. Hey, you know what? Right now I suck. I mean, he said that in uh, full swing um, in the uh, Netflix documentary on the PGA I mean, he looked, Raph, he looked lost on that documentary, didn't yeah. he? Well, he thought, his, he thought his career was pretty much over. He thought that knee injury was the end of him. Yeah. And he bounced back like he did. I really think that if he would have known that the way this has transpired, he probably would have stayed on the PGA Tour. But being that not knowing how healthy his knee was going to be and to live only golfing, you know, like eight times a year mm-hmm. and getting that money, he, he, had to make, he had to make a choice for him, you know, f- personally. So... It now it's like I, I look back. I'm sure he looks back at it now, and he's probably like, "Man, I wish I could play more." You know that he's healthy again, but well, because even if you think about that, the the crowd, the ambiance, the noise, he won't see that again into the next major because they don't have that type of atmosphere on the live yeah. tour. You know, they got a. And someone of our texters texted earlier, and I I totally agree with him or whoever sent that. It says for the in order for the live to be considered legit, you got to get off the CW network. I mean, but you <laughs> hey, know the American- they've they've got tens of watchers. Yeah, <laughs> what you're not trying to catch live golf in between episodes of Supernatural. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Supernatural though. Great. Yeah, show. I mean Great that, that's going to be tough for him to. I mean, it's almost like you were playing. Like, well, think about it. You're playing in front of Nebraska crowds, and then you go to a Division three school after that. Yeah. It's it's night and day, man. You know the 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 money, the backing, etc. But as far as the money, he's just fine. I mean, uh, and like I said, I was surprised to see the top golfers make that move. The lower golfers and the older ones uh, that were you know kind of in the you know again in, in, in the fourth quarter of their careers, I could see them hopping over for that type. I mean, it's literally generational wealth. You know, Brooks got north, I think, of a hundred million dollars to go. Yep. Uh, you'd be 
far and few to find someone who would turn that type of money down. However, to your point, Raph, had he been healthy, I don't think he would he would have made that move. Yep, I think he's um, but he just just not knowing, he went for the secure route and secured the bag uh, for his kids, grandkids, great 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 grandkids. Unless they just throw the money away, uh, the one way you would <laughs> lose that they'd have to technically barely throw it away. But uh, it was pretty good though, man. I was glad to see him get that done. I was glad to get that done. So it was cool to see that. Uh, Sanderson has said, actually, it's it's Kepka's wife or girlfriend that makes him less likable. <laughs> Jenna? Yeah. Well, I tell you what, what, what is likable right now in Husker is in Husker Nation is the signing of quarterback Daniel Kalen. Rico and Raph, when you guys first seen that. Just a commitment. Just commitment. We're yeah. all in for Kalen. We're all in for Kalen. Oh, is that not? I don't you know, think that's the chant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's exciting news to see him here right now. Again, I'm going to say right now, because just like he flipped from decommitted from Missouri, same thing would happen with Nebraska. And for right now, he's here. But this is the new well, day and age of college football. He's always wanted to be yeah. a Husker. Yeah. He's, he, with the speed of the decommitment and the, and the recommitment to Nebraska, mm-hmm. uh, and then reading the, the On3 article from our very own Steve Sipple mm-hmm. um, when he was talking to Michael Huffman, the head coach at Bellevue West, and, and him talking to Kalen about how he's always wanted to be a Husker and how you know the coaching staff was, was up front with him. And they were like, look, they didn't use any names, but um, they asked Huffman asked uh, Rule you know, with the, the recruitment of, of Riola and the recruitment of Kalen – you know, what What are you guys going to do there? And, and Rule pretty much said, there's another high-profile recruit that we are going to go after, but we are going to, you know, stick – we're going to stick with recruiting uh, Daniel as well. But obviously – they were they were focused on Dylan, and they were very upfront with Daniel and with with Huffman and with the and with the parents. Like, look, we're going to go after this other guy. If things don't work out, we're one hundred percent set on you being the next guy. Rico, you just bringing that up, Raph. I want, I want you both to uh, uh, to speak on this. Does that show you the type of recruiting and cachet? And they really they're not just same relationships matter. They mean it to get Daniel back. In my opinion, I'm just going to tell you mine first. It shows me that, that Rule and his staff had did a great job of keeping that communication. Number one, the line's open. Yep. Number two, honest. Yep. Honest and open. Yep. And that's why they still had that relationship to where they could say, hey, you know what? Because as a player, your ego may be, may be struck a little bit, but you may be hurt a little bit because yeah. you weren't the number one guy. But yeah. at the same time, that could be a good thing because you come in here gangbusting. I'm going to prove that yeah. I, that I'm, I'm a good quarterback too. Not just good. I'm a three-star quarterback. Yep. I can play as well. What was you guys' take on on just the way that coaches handled that in order for them to even get him to still uh, to decommit from Missouri and 24 hours later commit to Nebraska? I, I we always go back to don't burn any bridges. So that's that was key on on that factor. Um, I guess the second thing was, I guess I laughed because. I heard, you know, some people are talking about, well, well, we don't, we don't need Rayola because he's a passing quarterback and he don't run the ball and we need a runner. Well, Kalen's pretty much identical to Rayola when it comes to passing the ball, like going and watching his highlights and stuff like that. He reminds me now don't, don't go crazy on me here, but the way he throws the ball with anticipation, he reminds me of, Oh, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of Joe Burrow the way he throws the ball with anticipation. He don't have like the killer strong, super strong arm, mm-hmm. but he throws with anticipation better than probably any high school quarterback that I've seen in Nebraska ever. I mean, it's crazy. Like I was going back and watching some of his highlights and stuff, and he anticipates really well. 
mobility wise, not crazy mobile. He can he can run. He he has he has movement. He's not gonna break any fifty or sixty yard runs. But he's not a statue. He'll get you. He'll get you your eight to ten yards, fifteen yard runs on occasion. I like I like that. Then another thing that I that kind of I'd say it concerns me a little bit is in high school from everything I've seen he's in the shotgun and I think that if if Nebraska I think you've got to be under center some periods of time so it'll be curious to see if their high school coaches if they put some stuff under center for him this year just to get used to taking taking snaps from the center because that center's quarterback exchange if you've never done it before or it's been a while mm-hmm. it takes a little it takes a time period to you know adjust footwork and stuff like that but I really like his his accuracy and the way he anticipates like if you get a chance you can watch his huddle video and when it's from behind watch when when he throws the ball and where the receiver's at Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that tells you a lot that you need to know about him because a lot of high school quarterbacks th- throw to the open man. Like you're, I'm not saying that the defensive backs are not great in high school football, but usually in high school football, you can find a guy that's three, five yards open. And, mm-hmm. But he he makes a lot of throws where uh, a lot off the back hip where pe- where the corner is on him, but he throws it before. So mm-hmm. throws his guys open. Yep. It also helps that he has Davon Hall and Isaiah McMorris that he's throwing the ball. Yeah, to. and he's really good. He's really good at throwing in windows too. So. Oh yeah, and uh, w- with you know speaking on the the being in shotgun and being under center with how big of a football guy um, Huffman is and how big of a Nebraska fan he is, I anticipate him getting his quarterback ready for the next yeah. level because mm-hmm. that's that's something he said is you know you have all these players from Bellevue West that have gone on to Nebraska and he's been so excited about it but having a quarterback go from from his tutelage from under his tutelage yep. to the university that he loves so much mm-hmm. um, that just hits a little bit different so I'm sure that you know if, if he goes and watches some Satterfield um, offense some rule offense yep. he'll try and get um, Kalen ready for what he's going to to be yeah. going into in college because he he also mentioned in the on three article how smart Kalen is and how how dedicated he is to this football thing so and like you said he's he's really anticipatory with his throws and throws guys open uh, is working on that strong arm uh, is very accurate he threw only seven interceptions this last season five yeah. of them were in the first four games yeah. <laughs> and Huffman said that he needs to. And I quote, "Knock that bleep off." <laughs> uh, and, I, and it's not like he doesn't have. I'm not saying yeah, two the rest of the year. Like I'm not saying he doesn't have a strong. He just don't have that that super cannon arm where. Oh yeah. He's got, but he's got a good enough arm. I mean, I've saw several of his throws. He was throwing fifty yards, fifty yards in the air, and that's that's about all you need. And mm-hmm. well, you and, think about who he's throwing he's a, too as well. He's got he's yeah. bringing him potentially could bring also his his four star wide receivers, Davian Hall. Uh, Devon Hall and Isaiah McMorris, those are both recruiting targets for Nebraska in the 2024 yeah. class. And those guys are getting recruited. Uh, Penn State, USC, Oklahoma, uh, a number of other schools throughout. Just a lot of places. Absolutely. Uh, Devon Hall's been been a very highly coveted prospect since his sophomore year yeah, of high school. absolutely. I remember he was one of the standouts on that Bellevue West team as a sophomore, and people were talking about, you know, in two more years, um, just wait, and hopefully Nebraska gets him, and he's going to be a highly touted recruit. Yeah. It's true. He's a very highly touted recruit. Now it's just waiting to see if if Nebraska gets him, I'm sure getting his quarterback uh, is going to help yep. quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So Nebraska is currently in on, um, and the favorites for two of the top four, or they have one of the, the second best prospect in the state in Daniel Kalen. They're in on Davon Hall, or maybe Kalen is like fourth. Uh, he's in the top five. Yeah. Uh, they're in on Davon Hall. They're in on McMorris, although right now 
it's said that he's leaning towards USC, but I think with this Kalen commitment that that might change that. And then obviously Carter Nelson is the best prospect in the state. Nebraska is in with him, but I, I don't know. He's getting offers from literally everywhere. He's got a Georgia at Alabama, Clemson, USC. He's got Notre Dame everywhere. Everybody yeah. wants. Well, him. one of the things that's going to be key to like we always talk about keeping the state fenced in and keeping our guys in state. We're going to lose people. That's just a given. However, it's, there's going to be an advantage now that you're going to have Daniel Kalen, who's going to be, you know, taking their pictures for the Omaha Road Herald and Lincoln Journal Star. And mm-hmm. He's going to be around these guys. He's going to be able to talk to them. He probably already does talk to them mm-hmm. because most of them go to the Warren Academy anyway. So he's around these people. So it's just more more chance to spread the word of Nebraska. So I think that'll be very advantageous. So we might we maybe we'll pick up a couple more guys from Nebraska that maybe w- we would not have without Absolutely. him being recruited. Raf, you, you bring up a good point. Sometimes uh, when you get a, and we've seen this happen before, uh, not just Nebraska, all, all schools, man. Where you get one guy, he becomes your league recruiter because yeah. they can talk to those other guys as much as they want to. They don't. There's no no uh, limits. No limits how much they can talk to them. And the thing about it, Raf, I me, mean, you talk about soft the air, man. Enrico, you're not going to get every Nebraska kid. First of all, no. You know, my problem is is that uh, not getting all the kids. My problem is when you don't even when you're not recruiting Nebraska kids as hard as you should be. So we know that has been something uh, a problem in the past. It seems like no longer it's a problem here. Uh, I know first of all, and one guy that I'm just going to say it, I hated to see go was Kenny Wilhite. Kenny recruited this state like crazy. I mean, if there was a kid, I'd be at a speaking event. One particular, I was in a place and uh, not too far from here, and I mentioned Kenny was like already seen him, man. He goes doing my best. So Kenny was always Kenny recruited this state. I'm going to say that right now. Kenny busted his tail off recruiting the state. But, you know, just because you show uh, a particular coach as a guy doesn't mean they're going to go do due diligence on yeah. it. But Kenny did due diligence. And I heard a big shout-out to, uh, to Big Bro again. Uh, but recruiting, sometimes a kid just wants to get out of the state. We yeah. talked about Ty Good, our good friend Ty Good. Uh, Ellis, uh, Lincoln Southeast, great uh, receiver. Nice. back. Uh, went to Notre Dame because he didn't want to stay in Nebraska. Yep. Uh, Curtis Marshall in basketball. Uh, Kurt, uh, Creighton Prep grab, but said, no, I want to go someplace else. You know, it happens all the time. But it can't ever be said that I wasn't receiving much attention from the Nebraska coaches. I think those days are long gone. Uh, you want to build your fences around the state of Nebraska. Some will get out, but it's not because you weren't feeding them. Some just wanted to go feed someplace else. So, yep. folks, we're going to take a break. Uh, quick message from our sponsors and teammates. Rico's holding down the board. you got Raf and AD in the house. This is The Drive on 9.7 A Ticket.